This episode of Pretty Dece is brought to you by the Inglorious Bards. The Inglorious Bards are back with season two, and it's about to get awesome. I do not want to alarm you, but we have two additional friends who will be stepping out now. They. Join the not-so-epic adventures of the Inglorious Bards podcast. It's not designed for this! Disengage, disengage! Have you ever done this kind of stuff before? <laughs> more action, more adventure, more high-stakes drama. I knew it. A cronut. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? This is going to get weird. I'm so into this. Come join the adventures of the Inglorious Bards, the best damn role-playing this side of the galaxy. Pretty Dece, Pretty Dece, here we go. Facebook.com slash Pretty Show. It's time to geek out with Josh, your host. What's up, everybody? I'm Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. Welcome to Pretty Dece. The short show about movies, comics, games, and all the pop culture in between. And today we are continuing our coverage of Gen Con, which happened uh, over the course of last weekend. The last episode of Pretty Dece, if you haven't listened to that yet, go check it out in the podcast feed or the YouTube channel or the website, prettydeceshow.com. In that episode, I kind of ran down my entire experience of Gen Con, what I did, what I saw, and how much I enjoyed it. And today on the show, we are going to dive into one of the games that I picked up at Gen Con. And that game is called Control, a very, very simple name for a game. Uh, Control is put out by Keymaster Games, which is a uh, a game company that actually hasn't been around for that long. I had actually never heard of them before buying Control. Control was actually their first game. They, they kick-started Control in 2016. The version of Control that I have is the version 2.0. So it is a slightly tweaked version as far as the rules go, and then also slightly tweaked as far as the, the packaging and the look of the game go as well. So... Version 2 was available for sale at Gen Con, but isn't quite out yet for the general public, uh, but should be available at some point next month. So if you are looking to pick up the game after hearing me talk about it today, you should be able to find it very soon online or in your local game store. Now, first, before we even get to talking about Control, let's talk about Keymaster Games a bit, because... Their, their games are very, very cool. I wanted to buy every single one that they had. I talked myself down to only getting two different games that they had for sale, but they were all really, really enticing. And part of that was because of their art direction. Um, their, the, the games that they have for sale have this really striking visual style with awesome art. All of the pieces are really, really well-made and very vibrant and very bright. So I picked up Control, which is this little uh, card game we're gonna, we're, that we're going to talk about today, and I also picked up Space Park, which we will talk about in the future, um, which is a slightly larger box game, but is also supposed to be uh, fairly simple and, and very inviting for new players and people who haven't experienced a lot of board games in their lifetime. So Control spoke to me because it was a card game, and I love card games, and 
Control is a, a game, the flavor behind Control is that you are a time traveler and you are working to escape a rupture in time. Now, Control is based on an existing card game called Cuddle, uh, C-U-T-T-L-E. And Cuddle uses a standard deck of 52 cards, splits them in half, and makes it so that every card you can either play it for points, which is just the face value of that card, or you can play it as a one-off where you discard the card, but you get some ability. So every card has a different ability from ace through nine. Now, control has that exact same mechanic. You have cards that have values from one through 10. You have two of each card in your deck, bringing you to a 20 card deck. And every card has an ability on it. Now, the goal of the game is to get to 21 points. And you get to 21 points by having played a number of cards whose value equals 21 or more. So if I play, for example, uh, two 10s and a 1, there's my 21 points right there. Now, in this game, there are two different types of cards. And again, we are trying to escape a time rupture. And we do that by amassing an amount of fuel. So the 21 is, is the number of fuel cells that you have. So because this is fuel, there are two types of fuel in this game. There's stable and unstable fuel. Now, each of these cards has an ability on it. However, on stable cards, you get the ability as you play that card. So that card will count towards your total of fuel cells to go to your total of 21, and you also get the ability right there. There's also unstable fuel, which also has an ability, but you only get that ability if you discard the card. So that's like a one-off in Cuddle, which this is based on. So in that scenario, that card you discard doesn't count towards your total for 21, but it has an effect that is much more powerful than the effect that would be on the stable cards. So as you play cards, your total will slowly climb towards 21, as will your opponents. And of course, these card abilities let you interact with your opponent in some way or let you get ahead to get closer to that 21 number faster than they can. So let's go through some of the possible uh, abilities that cards can have just so you can kind of get a feel for how the game is going to play out because so much of the game revolves around these card abilities. So for example, here's a card called Exotic Matter. Exotic Matter has a value of four. So if I play it out in front of me, it counts four fuel cells towards my uh, total of 21 that I'm aiming for. And Exotic Matter has the ability that says I can play another card worth three or less. So if I have a card that is a value of three, two, or one, I can play it again for free uh, with the ability on Exotic. So that means that I get to play two cards instead of just one that turn. Now, that is a stable card, so I would get that ability as I play it. Here is an example of an unstable card. So this is a card that I would have to discard to get its effect. Uh, this is Wormhole. It also costs four. And Wormhole says, look through the discard pile and add a card from it to your hand. 
So this is incredibly powerful. You don't get those four points towards your total of 21. However, let's say, for example, my opponent has already made me uh, discard in some way my Nova card, which is a card that's worth 10 points towards your total of 21. I can discard a wormhole and I can get Nova back to my hand so that I can play it again next turn if I would like to. Uh, so that's one example of an unstable discard effect. Um, here's, here's one that does interact with the opponent. This is called Antimatter. It's worth seven points and it is unstable. And it says, force a player to discard a random card from their hand, then one of their choice. So again, you're discarding the card, but you're making the opponent lose two cards, one completely at random, which is a very powerful ability to set them back as far as the game goes. You can also play these unstable cards out onto the table for their point values. You don't get any ability at that point, but you can just play that for a seven if you want instead of discarding it for its ability. So that's kind of the trade-off in the game. You have to work on not only building up your point totals, but also making sure that your opponent doesn't get to his point total of 21 before you do. So on your turn, you don't have a lot of options. There's only four things that you can do. You start your turn by drawing a card, and then you can choose to either draw a card, a second card for the turn, play a card, so either playing out a stable or unstable card for their point value, discarding an unstable card for its ability, or you can diffuse a card. So that's where you discard a card, and it lets you force an opponent to discard a card of an equal or lesser value. So let's say my opponent has a 7 on their side of the board, and I have an 8 in my hand, I can discard my 8 to force them to discard their 7. So as you can probably start to see, Control is a very simple game rules-wise, which is something that I love. You can sit down with someone and teach them how to play Control in just a few minutes, show them a few example cards, and you get underway. But, as you can also hear, it's a game that has a ton of strategy behind it, uh, which is really the sweet spot for me as far as games go. I love games that are mechanically simple, uh, but strategically very deep. And Control is exactly that. You can try to race to 21 and get there very quickly. You can play a more controlling game and try to get your opponent off of their high value cards, or empty their hand, or, or basically just uh, make it so they can't play the game while you then slowly play the game. There's lots of different options. And you have to continually adjust your strategy based on what your opponent is doing. So if your opponent plays a Nova card that's worth 10 and puts them within striking distance of that 21, you might have to remap what you thought your turn was, turn was going to be because you have to get them off that large number. It has all of the, the great things that a collectible card game has where... You have to respond to what your opponent does. You have to react in some way. You have to change your game plan based on what your opponent is doing. But it doesn't have all the negatives of a collectible card game. It's like having very complicated rules that you have to teach someone. Or forcing someone to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars in order to build a deck. Uh, it's all right here. It's all included. It's all in the $14 or $15 package that you pay to get a single copy of Control. So... 
Control is super fun. The actual rounds of playing Control only last like five to ten minutes. You're typically playing like best two out of three or best three out of five as you're playing Control. So all told, this game is is in and out, completely done in under a half an hour. And that's if you're playing multiple rounds. Um, Control is a great game for waiting on the airport. You know, if you're if you're sitting around, you've got a few minutes. Uh, you know, if you're in the doctor's office and waiting, like it's any instance like that. Um, carrying control in your backpack takes up almost zero space. You can pull it out and play it anywhere. Um, I'm very impressed with this game. This game is very, very cool. My wife and I have played it uh, a lot so far, just since getting it at Gen Con, and uh, and it's gone back and forth. We, she initially was beating me a lot at the game. I've kind of figured out some strategies to sort of uh, come back and, and hold my own a bit more. It's a bit back and forth now, uh, so it's super fun in that regard. And I'm having a fantastic time with Control and cannot wait to make more people play this game with me. So that's going to do it for Pretty Dece for today. Thank you very much for joining me to talk about Control, this awesome game from Keymaster Games. If you want to check out their website, head on over to keymastergames.com. You can find out about all of their games, including Space Park, which is the other game that I picked up. And uh, hopefully soon, order your copy of Control. If you want to check out all the past episodes of Pretty Dece, including the episode about Gen Con, which came out just before this one, you can head over to prettydeceshow.com to check out all those episodes, or just uh, look in your favorite podcast delivery app, and you'll find Pretty Dece there. You can also check out the YouTube channel, head on over to youtube.com slash prettydece, and you can find me on social media. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, and I'm on Instagram, at Pretty Dece Show. <laughs>